Welcome to the preaching ministry of Dr. Albert Chambers, founder and senior minister of the internationally known ministry of World Vision for Christ. I trust you'll be blessed and challenged as you listen to this message. Dear Father, hear our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. You may be seated. It is a joy once more to be in the presence of the Lord this evening. And I would like you, if you have a Bible with you, to turn to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 10. I want to talk about Jesus this evening without his presence without his power and without his provision our coming together would be in vain but in accordance with what the Bible says and it is the Bible we refer to in all things. In his presence there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I want to say that God is a good God, and if we have any doubts about the goodness of God, all we need to do to correct those doubts is to look at the historical record of what Christ was and what Christ did. For we're told in the Bible that Jesus was and is the express image of God's person. So in looking at Jesus and seeing what he was and is, we get some concept of what God is. And whatever he was then, he still is. For he is the same yesterday and today and forever. And whilst it is true, there are many books that are written about Christ, and the Apostle, in his writing, put it on record that if all the books were written that should be written, of all that Jesus did, of all that he was, then the world itself wouldn't be able to contain all the books that should be written. So, once it is true, as I said, many books are written. The best book to go to, to get to know about Jesus, is the Bible. 
It reminds me of a visiting minister who gave a book to a little lady who was housebound and lived alone. But she faithfully served and loved the Lord. And he gave her the book to read. And some time later he came back and asked her what she thought of the book. And her answer staggered him. She said, the Bible gave very good light on the book. You see, she was prepared to read the book, but only in the light of what the Bible says. And so, whilst we acknowledge the prolific output of books telling stories about Jesus and expounding on his character, the best book to go to to get to know about Jesus is the Bible. Now let us as believing saints of God here in Paragon Chapel this evening in East London let us remind ourselves once again that the Bible is the best book to go to to get to know about Jesus. We have in the Bible what is called the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we should remember that after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, when the disciples were scattered, and when they knew not what to do, for all the hopes had been dashed when he was crucified and laid in the grave. But two disciples walked on the Emmaus road, and as they walked and talked, Jesus himself drew near to them. And you know the story. I have referred to it often over the years, and I am sure I will for as long as the Lord gives me time on this earth. Jesus himself drew near. And he said, What manner of communications are these that ye have one with the other as ye walk and are sad? And the answer he got was, Art thou a stranger in these parts? And hast not known the things that have come to pass in recent days. And he said unto them, What things? Then said they unto him, Concerning one Jesus of Nazareth, a prophet mighty in word and in deed. And we suppose that it would have been he that would have delivered our people, but our leaders have taken him, and by cruel hands have crucified him. 
And besides all this, this is the third day since these things happened. In other words, all hope had gone. They had no more space in their thinking for hope. And the Bible tells us that Jesus said, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. For ought not Christ to have suffered and be raised the third day? And this is what the scriptures tell us. And he began at Moses and all the prophets and revealed unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is why I say again, the Bible is the best book to go to to get to know not only about Jesus, but to get to know Jesus. Will you say amen? Amen. So if the Lord Jesus himself took the Old Testament scriptures in order to open the eyes of his disciples, surely we can do no better than go to God's book and hear what God has to say about his son who was manifest in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. Praise the Lord. So in the book of Acts, we are in the New Testament. And even as the Old Testament was the scriptures that Jesus taught from, the New Testament is without sense, without the old. And the old comes to an abrupt end with nothing by way of fulfillment unless we have the new. So what we know of the books from Matthew through Mark, Luke and John and into the book of Revelation even as Genesis to Malachi were the Old Testament scriptures, Matthew to Revelation are the New Testament scriptures, and God Almighty in his sovereign will and power and grace has brought the both of them together So that you and I tonight, as we meditate on the word of God, we get to know more of Jesus. For Jesus Christ is in all the scriptures. Praise the Lord. So in the book of Acts, we read in Acts chapter 10, Beginning to read at verse 38, we read that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power. You will remember, if you think about it for a moment, that when Jesus himself made his own declaration of purpose, we read of it in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, where he went into the synagogue, and there was given unto him the book to read, for he was a reader, and he took the place from Isaiah in the 53rd chapter, as we know it in our Bibles, he himself was the lamb. But when Jesus went into the synagogue, he found the place in Isaiah where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So when the writer in the book of Acts said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, that is the power we are talking about. I think it is in Isaiah 61 where that declaration is found. And the Lord Jesus, being the Lamb, referred to in Isaiah 53, he also was the anointed preacher that the prophet spoke of. So when he stood in the synagogue and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to bring deliverance to the captives. Praise the Lord. The interesting thing was that when he had read uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, that by implication means there's also a time when it is uh, unacceptable and it won't work. But he said he had come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. I think they are wonderful words. And the Bible itself records what was said, that they wondered at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. To them that know him, he is the altogether lovely one. To them who know and love him, he is the chiefest among ten thousand. He is a rose among the thorns. He is the lily of the valley. Or to use the words of scripture, he is the altogether lovely one. Will you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. So this is what the writer said. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power. And here is the purpose. Who went about doing good? Who went about doing good? Jesus. Jesus. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. My dear saint, tonight, if you are a born-again believer, and you believe that God is with you, never ever forget that him being with you is that you might help somebody else. Abraham in scripture is called the father of the faithful and we often think that God said to him I will make you a blessing, I will give you a blessing but literally what God was saying not only will I bless you but I will make you as a pool of blessing to bless others. And I personally believe that that is the responsibility of every sincere and committed child of God. For the Bible tells us uh, that if we drink of that spirit, uh, out of our innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. We are meant not only to obtain the blessing but we are meant to share the blessing. Amen. God was with him. Then the writer said in verse 39, And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day, and showed him openly. We can talk about Jesus tonight because he is not in a tomb and his bones have not turned to dust on some hillside in Jerusalem nor has he been mummified like so many of the Egyptian pharaohs. But him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Praise the Lord. So I am glad for Jesus this evening. You should be glad for Jesus this evening. For if Christ had not come, we would still be doomed to be damned. And we would be without God and without hope in the world. But because Jesus has come and we have come to him, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, I think. He is wonderful. Amen. Amen. Now here's another interesting thing. It says in verse 41, uh, read again verse 40, Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not 
to all the people. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him, not before he died simply, but after he rose from the dead. They knew it was the same Jesus. Isn't that something? They knew it was him. And they realized that they had been chosen to be witnesses. I am reminded of a verse of scripture that tells us that unto them that look for him, that is Jesus, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I am looking for Jesus. He is coming again. One of these days the trump will sound and a voice shall be heard. And you know in the earthly ministry of Jesus there were three times when God spoke from heaven and one of them was at Jordan where the voice said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and another one was on the Mount of Transfiguration when the voice said this is my beloved son hear ye him and the third time was when Jesus prayed and said Father glorify thy name because he was facing the cross and a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And here's an interesting thing. Jesus said, this voice came for your sakes. For now is the prince of this world judged and cast down. But some said an angel spoke. Others said it was a thunder. But there were few who recognized the voice. You see, can you imagine the dullness of their spiritual perceptions when the very voice of God spoke and they supposed it might be an angel, I suppose, they were a little bit more spiritual than the mob or the multitude around them. But you know, the ones who said it thundered, they were even more dull of perception. And so I believe, when I think about it, that when the trump sounds... 
and the dead shall be raised, it is the redeemed dead that will hear the voice. If people only hear a trumpet, it's too late for them. It's the voice they've got to hear. Amen. Jesus himself said uh, that the dead would hear his voice. Glory to God. And in reference to the rupture of the church in the book of Revelation, the voice was heard saying, Come up hither. I'm looking for Jesus. He is coming soon. I want to hear his voice when he comes again to the air and says to his people, Come up hither. I want to hear the voice. I want to respond to the voice. Amen. I want the gravitational pull of earth to be overcome by the gravitational pull of Christ. For men and women are bound on this earth by the law of gravity. But those people who hear the voice saying, come up hither, they will be torn away from the gravitational pull of earth and they will go to the greater pull of Jesus Christ unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So I urge you tonight, look for and hasten to the coming of the Lord. Amen. Now that's almost enough from that little portion of scripture, save for the fact I want to emphasize that, that Jesus went about doing good. And I wonder how much we consider doing good because it is not so easy in this wicked world to go about doing good and ministering to those who are oppressed of the devil. You see, in the day that we are living in, strange as it may seem, seem you have to fight to do good. Because modern man is perpetually introducing laws that make it more and more difficult to obey the laws of God and obey the laws of the land. So God's honest, sincere, committed, believing people, they are living in a day of apostasy and the days of a lukewarm church so that any person anywhere who wants to live godly in Christ Jesus and honor, obey and proclaim the laws of God they will experience what Paul spoke of to Timothy when he said and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Praise the Lord. 
They will even have tribulation. But fret not. Jesus said, in the world ye shall have tribulation. But fear not, for I have overcome the world. Jesus went about doing good. Amen. For God was with him. Thank you for listening to this message. I trust you've been blessed. For a list of other messages by Dr. Chambers, please visit the World Vision for Christ website. Here is the address. www.wvfc.co.uk That's www.wvfc.co.uk We look forward to hearing from you soon. Goodbye for now, and may God richly bless you as you apply His Word to your life.